1: Don't go anywhere unless you
0: want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at
1: ronanddon.com.
0: Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 623 now of The Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studio. What
1: is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey,
0: coming up on The Ron and Don Show, why, is it, why all this pressure for, for men and women to get married now? Is that right? Also, we're going to tell you what it's like to date certain celebrities. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Zillow and Redfin. I did something this week in our listing that I've never seen before. And I started doing it a number of years ago in all our listings. So if you're a real estate agent out there, listen to this. And I encourage you to do this. This one's a free. This is a freebie right here. When Ron and I do a Ron and Don sit down, the first thing that we do when we sit down with people is we sit down because it's called a Ron and Don sit down. So we sit down. Okay. So as we're sitting there and having a cup of coffee virtually, one of the first questions we always ask people is, how'd you find out about us? And a lot of times it's through or radio or social media, or, Hey, we saw you sell that house in the neighborhood. and went $125,000 over and we're choosing you to be our realtor. So neighbors sometimes will choose us when they see the hard work that we do in a neighborhood and the team that we bring in and the way that the home turns out. Cause sometimes they're in an open house. And we saw that today in our open house. Those are some of the first people that show up are the neighbors. Cause they, they're like, Hey, I've seen these trucks going for three or four months. Also, many times they may own a similar home. They want to know what it's worth. They want to know what it's sold for. And a lot of times when they're ready to sell, they will pick you as a realtor. So make sure when you sell a home in a neighborhood, stay in touch in that neighborhood. Here's the thing though. When you ask someone, always ask people this question, what's your Redfin's number and what's your Zillow number? And most of the time people will tell you they don't know, but they do know. They do know. And that's, that, that's why I say buyers are liars. <laughs> but so are sellers. Everybody has looked at that number. And when they are sizing up real estate agents, Ron, they're deciding... Can that real estate agent hit that number or do better than that number? We see that each and every time. So one of the reasons I put it on the refrigerator, the Redfin and the Zilla, I put it right there. And then I list all the work that we have done in the house because that number right there, I know potential buyers have looked at it. Sellers have looked at it. Everyone has looked at it. Every realtor has looked at it. And I have to be able to defend that number and say, you know why? I don't think... That we are worth that number, and here is why: because this is because there was a house in the neighborhood that sold way over and above, and hit algorithm, and it messed it. So those numbers aren't accurate. Or you know what? Those numbers are pretty accurate because we're selling a hose here, townhouse here, and a lot of times these numbers are very accurate when you're selling like homes, like think condo. Think of a townhome when you're selling like things. The weird thing, though, in Seattle, there's a lot of unicorns. There's a lot of homes here where people have done work unpermitted. In fact, I'd say 70% of the homes in Seattle have work done inside, sometimes great work, sometimes horrible work. But people have done it unpermitted, and Zillow and Redfin They've never been inside your house. So it's one of the reasons why they always knock on your door online and they say, "Hey, are you the owner of this house? You should come update your number." And Ron, I always tell people don't, don't never update that number and why is that?
1: Well, because it's an algorithm world now. And uh, you you're right and it it's always cracks me up when someone's like, "I don't know. Oh, shucks, you're the pros." <laughs> golly gosh gee whiz guys just you know i'll just listen to what you have to say and then a week later they're like well i think it's worth blah 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 It's like okay here we go where was this on the first meeting when you were you know andy griffithing me uh it's important to be able to know and this has happened across all industries uh you know you're going to buy a car these days and a lot of people do their research and they know what the Dealership pay for that car, and they know what the value is. And they know what the add-ons are, and so when they go in there, they have a number in mind already. And and for the buyers and the sellers to know, is this algorithm correct or is it not? And um, I, we we were taught when we first got in real estate to never to never bring up the number, right? To net to shy away. Why would you bring that up? That's a competitor. They don't know what they're talking about. Act like it doesn't exist. And it's like no. Why Why would you do that? Why right. would you act like that number exists? Um, what I always do is I try to give people information that Redfin and Zillow don't have access to that I do. And so what I try to do, and I did this to, at our open house the other day, is like, let me show you some things that you can't find on Redfin and Zillow. And then I'd show them those things to say, I'm building comp- competence Showing competence, in my opinion. So I'm saying, my opinion, I don't pull it out of thin air. I base my opinion on some things... Uh, I I include Redfin and Zillow, but I also include things that they don't give to you as as a public person who's not a professional real estate agent. And so I have access to these. I'm happy to share it with you. And then we're going to build a comprehensive thing, uh, an outlook on this number. And like you said, then defend it one way or the other. We had a a great example that you did uh, a couple listings ago where this house needed a garage. In in a perfect world, it would have had a garage. It did not have a garage. Well,
0: it had a garage, a garage was converted to a bedroom, so there's no longer a garage it was right. a, It was a converted garage to so bedroom. to
1: compensate for that, if you just look at the algorithm. The algorithm is mostly houses, similar houses with garages. Right. So that's not our number. Yeah. So even though the algorithm thinks that we are apples to apples with all these other houses, we're not. Right. We were an orange or we were a banana, and we did not have the garage. So you have to know that. And we were on a busy street. And say, hey, um, we are not the house around the corner that's almost exactly the same house, but they have a garage and they're not on the main street. Here's what we think that's worth. We're on
0: a busy street. We don't have a garage. We gave the garage away to the bedroom. Along with the bedroom, they didn't add a bathroom, and you didn't finish the downstairs. So all the other homes that we were looking at, and the comps, and Zillow, and Redfin, many of those things were done. Here's why you don't want to do it, you guys. Do you know that Redfin and Zillow, they turn around and they sell out all that information. You know they sell it to? They sell it to builders and real estate agents. So every time you look at your phone and someone's buzzing you or someone's calling you or someone's emailing you or someone's sending you a letter in the mail that looks like it's handwritten and it's not, it's laser printed, but you're like... How did they know this, this, and this about me? Because chances are you went out on Redfin and Zillow and reported it. And don't forget, you know who else is scraping that? The government. The government is scraping those listings because they want to tax you more. They want to pay you more. Have you ever noticed sometimes you're like, wow. The government just sent me something in the mail and they said my house is worth a million bucks, but really, if they'd ever been in my house, it's worth a million five, but I don't want to pay taxes on a million five. Go ahead and correct it on Zillow and Redfin and within a year cycle, uh, the government is going to send you a notice saying, hey, your house is worth a million five and you're going to pay taxes on that. So when Redfin and Zillow are knocking on your door, they're not doing it to be friendly and nice. They're doing it to take your information and sell it. You know who else does that? Starbucks does it. Everybody does Starbucks sells more information hey did you do you do you want that on the app right starbucks is no longer in the coffee business they're their information business you ever watch the movie with michael keaton (laughs) about McDonald's and Ray Kroc and what was the message to him? He was sitting there trying to make money selling hamburgers. And finally, someone sat him down and said, you are not in the hamburger business. You're in the real estate business. You're in that restaurant that's going to sit on top or the franchise that's going to sit on top, and you're going to own the land underneath, right? That's what you're going to You're going to own the land. So it's all about owning that land. So, So anyway... Be careful about updating those numbers. When those guys come knocking, uh, I wouldn't answer. And for those real estate agents out there, put it on the refrigerator. Because the bottom line is this. Anytime I put it up there, we usually sell in about six days. We usually sell over because right next to that, I list everything that we have done to that house that the house next door did not do. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Ronadon here for Les Schwab. And guess what? It's the summer drive your se- driving season. So that probably means that you want to take your boat somewhere. Yeah. Or maybe you want to take your travel trailer, your Jayco, the little pop up, whatever it is. A lot of times when they're out there driving, we think of things on four wheels, but not the other thing on two, four or eight wheels. And that could be your travel trailer or your boat trailer or your ATV trailer. Guess what? Les Schwab has you covered this summer. Yeah, right, we told
1: you about the free pre-trip safety check. Take your boat trailer in there. There's nothing worse than getting a flat or problem with, with the boat on the back. We had a boat fly off a trailer when I was a kid. It was a disaster. So go to Les Schwab right now. Set that up. You can schedule your appointment in advance at leschwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952.
0: Investors, listen to me. You know, some investors aren't really investors, they're flippers. They're looking to buy a house and uh, flip it. But did you know that 40% of all Americans that hold a mortgage were refinanced down to a 2.8, 2.9, or 3.0? That's why you don't see any homes on the market right now for investors, unless, unless you're willing to get in there and compete, and not flip that means investors instead of being a flipper you have to do what i do and become a buy and holder right and we can teach you how to buy and hold investors with a ron and don sit down
1: yeah it all starts really simply with a ron and don sit down it's about a 30 to 45 minute zoom call free of charge there's no obligation we'll see if we make a good team email me directly ron at or you can go to the website ronandonsitdown.com.
0: Are right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show and some new data out. Say there's uh, some pressure on, on, on young people these days uh, to get married. And sometimes that pressure has to do with the ability to buy a house <laughs> and the ability to buy real estate. You know what I always tell people, and I got married when I was in my 30s, and I think I did it for all the right reasons, but it didn't work out. It only lasted a couple months. I wish it would have lasted a couple years, but it did not. It lasted for a couple months. I learned a lot from that. I look back. I don't think I would ever get married again. I certainly have a long-term partner or live with somebody, and I have done that, but I don't know that I would get married again. And I certainly wouldn't get married because I was feeling the pressure of buying a home. What I would tell people, though, Ron, and I've seen women do this. In fact, I was sitting with one of my friends last night talking to his daughter that lives in New York City. She has partnered up with five other women, right, and they all love riding motor scooters together, so they call themselves uh, the Clam girls, and they' got clam one, two, three, four, five, six, there's six of them. They work on their bikes together they 're also working on buying a place and a space where they can work on their bikes, and they 're also working on and they're, I think they 're in their late 20s right now. They're together, they're gonna invest. Some of them are partnered up, some of them are not. They're they're gonna invest in real estate and multifamily and 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 live on this property together, right? So maybe what they're gonna do is go out and buy a sixplex. Everybody has a door, but they use the leverage of six people that have six W-2 jobs, and then they're gonna go to the bank and say, hey. Uh, we have lots of leverage here, pay attention to us. So I think a lot of times people will feel pressure to get married to have a baby or get married to buy a home. All I'm saying is there's other ways to do it, and I've certainly done that.
1: Yeah, this was an interesting article that you sent, and it, it talks a lot about, and we've seen these, especially in the last 18 months or so, there's all these articles that say people that are married Live longer have fewer instances of depression you have less likelihood of dying of a heart attack you're less likely to you know become an alcoholic they list this thing and they attribute it to the fact that you're married and so the writer of this article and I think it was in the Atlantic if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. uh, was basically saying time out like where is this coming from? Where is all this emphasis all of a sudden on you must be married, you must be married in order to be a functioning citizen coming from? And, and some of it is political. There is some push right now, especially from the right, to keep the marriage normalized and institutionalized within the government because they don't want to give away let's say, medical rights to a domestic partner. They don't want to give away tax benefits, let's say, to the situation you had where you're an unmarried couple that buys something. They would like to have marriage be this, this vehicle with all these benefits. And so the, the writer of this article that, that I found really interesting when they said it was, maybe people are happier when they're married because happy people tend to get married more. Not the other way around. Uh, and, and I found that to be really insightful that nowadays, where you're not necessarily getting married when you're 19 years old anymore, people are, are waiting till they're 28, 29, 35, that you're more well adjusted. You're already happier. And so you're going to have a happier marriage and a longer outcome, a better outcome, because you had done the work to get there. Yeah. Like we, we are, we're not the generation anymore where You know, you graduated high school or or someone got pregnant when they were 17 and they just had a shotgun marriage. Like, those marriages were never happy. Like, go talk to all of those families uh, and the kids of those parents and say, did you have a happy childhood? No, you know, because they were forced into marriage and they didn't want to get married. So uh, I think that I, I like the pushback on this a little bit of, like, There's more than one way to be happy. There's more than one arrangement to be happy. And if that's you, great. But don't legislate that or demand that that be the societal norm, because that's not for everybody.
0: Yeah, I have a very good friend that wanted to have a baby before she was 35. And so she found out a way to have a baby before she was 35, single mom. And then she went out and, and she partnered with another woman. They aren't partnered together Uh, and she would like to have a male partner actually in her life, but she's like, you know what, I need to start buying up some real estate here. So if somebody wants to partner with me, even though it may not look traditional to other folks, uh, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do that. And as a result, uh, she just bought her third property. So, and her son is 10 years old and she has an amazing life. And now. Now she met the guy, but it's 10 years later. But she has her baby, she has her real estate, she has her guy. So anyway. Hey, we come back, I'm going to tell you about something I'm very disappointed in on the other side of this.
1: It's Ron. I'm here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.loans. And Mitch, we've seen interest rates rise rapidly here uh, over the past year, 18 months. In the industry, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? So they're still projecting rates are going to drop here near the end of the summer, definitely within the next year. And that means that now is the time to buy. So interest rates are going to drop. As we've said, we will help with the refinance on the back end. But rates dropping Could mean a big influx in demand. Now, right now, there's a lack of supply, a lack of inventory, because people aren't willing to sell and get out of their low rates. If you buy now, you can beat the rush later. Okay, and also then when the rates do drop, we can replace that rate with the new one. We sure can. Rate and replace. All right, he's Mitch at Mitch.loans. You can buy now, replace the rate later when it drops, and Mitch, take care of your loan fees. It's Mitch.loans.
0: Hey, you guys! I'm gonna I'm gonna punt on this third topic real quick because I just found something out that I want to share with you. It's very disappointing to me. Drum roll, please! Performing at halftime of the Super Bowl this year, ah, Usher. Usher, really? Usher. Could we usher in someone else? I think he's very nice. I think he's very kind. I think he's talented. But ever since they kind of said, hey, we want one artist to come out and own the halftime because it gets too weird when we try to bring out three, four or five artists. And then we don't know if it's going to rain and we're going to get someone electrocuted like they almost killed Prince. Anyway, what say you and think about what happened to Michael Jackson and the Peppis What what's what was the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever. My son and I have been watching them and re-watching them. What say you, Ron? And then a double well, barrel... Uh, co- two,
1: two, two things. Okay. Why doesn't Bruno Mars just do the show every year? Every
0: year, yeah. He's great. Just with a drum the kit dancers, and Bruno Mars. He's Thank
1: fantastic. You. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the greatest ever, it has to be Prince in Miami in the rainstorm. Yeah. In six-inch heels playing Purple Rain. Purple in, Rain in the rain. In the rain. It yeah. was incredible yeah that performance if you watch the nfl films recap of that was absolutely insane how great that was
0: yeah yeah i i i i how do you how do you feel about usher and why do you think they landed on 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 usher
1: i mean i don't know how they come up with these metrics I'm, i think that they look at sales and streaming I think that NFL is...
0: Is Usher really blowing it up this year? Not this year. I don't think he is because normally... Most of
1: we'll, the time, though, people are going to launch a tour and an album off of the Super Bowl.
0: Well, it used to be they want to get paid, and the NFL said, no, we're not going to pay you. And then the NFL said, we not only are not going to pay you, but we want a portion of your ticket sales and your album sales over the next year. I don't know where that finally landed, but I know that Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, was working on that because he's like, hey being be the super bowl halftime show getting exposure to 121 million people just in the US, worldwide about a billion and then the thing is played over and over and over again the, the, this is great exposure for you. So. I think
1: the NFL and Major League Baseball are both desperate to to stay appealing to uh, younger people. And I don't know if Usher is your guy to unlock that's my younger point. people. It's not Usher. But that that's what that motivates all this How old stuff. Is Usher? Is that they are trying to stay young. They're 45. trying to stay relevant. That's not young. And it's, it's not young, but that's what they're trying to, to the NFL brass. That's young. That's right. <laughs> you know, so they, to them, having Dr. Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg is edgy, even though Snoop's probably 58 years old and Dre's probably 60 plus now. But to them, that was edgy. And so they're not going to go with some one that actually 22 year olds would know and their parents wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but that's what they're trying to do. NBA seems to be tapped into more of the younger. Demographic better. They do that better than almost uh, Mm. the major sports. But, uh, you know, baseball needs to dramatically lower its average age. And uh, NFL right now is is, when you have a generation where they may not have been allowed to play football, uh, you're seeing that they want to keep their fan base as big as possible. But uh, it's it's not my favorite choice.
0: Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, we are here for you. We're ready to sit down. Go to ronandonsitdown.com. If you're wondering, it's too early, it's never too early. Uh, in fact, we're working with a great couple right now up in Edmonds. We have their house basically ready to go. It's pretty close. Once they move out, there's a couple more things that I have to do to a door and to some other, but they've done a great job of really maintaining this property. They are on a house search right now in another state. And they're like, and and this, they were thinking about selling this fall. And they said, you know what? Because I told them, I said, I think we're still going to have a great market in the spring. You don't have to sell this fall. You don't have to sell during the holidays. They're like, you know what? We think we'd like to spend. One more winter here. We think we'd like to have our kids come through. Our kids are older, live in different parts of the country. We, th- we think we want to have our final Thanksgiving celebration and answer the door and hand out can because they know all their, all their neighbors. And it's kind of been that house, the house in the neighborhood. We want to spend more and more Christmas, one more year, whatever that is. And, and, and so we sat down months ago. We have a plan. And now when they're ready, we're ready. All starts with the Ron and Don sit down. Just go to ronanddonsitdown.com and we can sit down today. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. When you need us, just reach out. He's Ron Upshaw on social media. And I am Don O'Neill. Get signed up for the newsletter today. And don't forget, if you give us a like and subscribe and a favor on this podcast, it makes a big, big difference for us. And this Friday, once again, Every single Friday, we do about an 18 minute podcast. It always ends up being about 18 minutes. It's one segment and we talk real estate. So, if you're an agent, a managing broker, you're new to the business, you've been around a while, you want to learn about social media and real estate or how to do it, uh, why don't you tune in? Make sure you're listening this Friday. And if you know a friend who's thinking about buying or selling or investing, maybe send them an episode or two of the Friday broadcast. we sure appreciate that. And thank you for all your great referrals out there for referring Ron and Don. It means the world to us. Till next time, head up, shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
1: Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! Only. Only! Only. Only! Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.